Father God, we long for that day when we will see this Saviour face to face. So, Lord, we ask that you would help us today to hear the words of Jesus. That you would help us to heed his warning. That you would help us to be ready to welcome him for his praise and his glory. Amen. Whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, there are many different things that we ask for. Deliverance from evil, forgiveness for our sins as we forgive others who sin against us, and daily bread. But before we get to those things which we need each day, we pray for some other things as well. We ask that God's name would be hallowed, would be made holy, would be honoured by all. We ask that God's will would be done on earth the way it is done in heaven. But there's one other thing that we ask. Thy kingdom come. Or your kingdom come. We pray that God's kingdom would be known on earth the way it already is in heaven. That everyone would submit to God's rule. That God would be king over all. And you might think to yourself, well, you know, it's okay, we, we, we pray for it. But when is it actually going to happen? In a world of religious terror and rising secularism, when will God's kingdom come? And it might be useful if you turn back to the reading so you can follow along to see uh, what Jesus says. Because in our reading today in Luke chapter 17, the Pharisees asked the very same question. When will the kingdom of God come? It's there in verse 20. It's as if they've got their diaries out. Their pens at the ready, they're ready to write in the day when God's kingdom will come. They're looking to the future, they're, they're wondering when it will eventually come. But Jesus says that it's already here. Look at what Jesus says, verse 20. The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Jesus says that the kingdom of God isn't like an advancing army. And you'll be able to see a cloud of dust rising from marching boots. You'll not hear the sound of helicopters or warplanes or tanks. Coming over the mountains. Jesus says it's too late for that. It's too late to look ahead. Because the kingdom of God. Is in the midst of you. It's already here. 
The kingdom of God is here because the king is here. You see, as Jesus stands before them, as they ask him the question, he says the kingdom is here, but they couldn't see it. They wouldn't accept it. They didn't like the look of it. You see, the kingdom is already here because the king is drawing people to himself in repentance and faith. You might have noticed as we're working our way through Luke's gospel, we skipped over chapter 15 a few weeks back. The parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin and the the lost son, because we've looked at those before. But Jesus told those parables because the Pharisees were grumbling about the tax collectors and the sinners who were gathering around Jesus and coming to trust in him. Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God is here because he is here. And it's also here and now in Ahave. As men and women, as boys and girls are turning to Christ the king. The kingdom of God is already here, Jesus says, and it is growing. But as Jesus turns from the Pharisees, do you see in verse 20, being asked by the Pharisees, Jesus answers. And in verse 22, and he said to the disciples, as Jesus starts speaking to the disciples, he he gives us a a paradox. Something that, that sounds confusing. But as we look at what Jesus says, it will hopefully make a little bit more sense. Jesus says that the kingdom is already here, but that it's still to come. And he explains it by pointing to three different coming days. Days that were in the future. Days which set out the world Uh, Set out the way the world is as we wait for his return. As we wait for the full and final uh, showing of the kingdom. And the first coming day, the first day in the future uh, is there in verse 22. Jesus says, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. These coming days Jesus talks about are the ones that we're living in now. They're the kind of day when your heart is heavy. When you're worn down by opposition or hardship or suffering or shame and you long to see Jesus face to face. You wish that his perfect rule was here that there was no more sin or suffering for the first disciples they may have been looking back to when they were with Jesus and when Jesus was with them in the flesh but for us we're looking forward these coming days that we're living in now Jesus says they're the days that remind you That you live in a fallen world. A world that hates you because it hates Jesus. Your desire 
is to see Jesus return. But Jesus says, you will not see it. It wasn't last Tuesday when the tears were dripping you and you just wished you could be with Jesus. Not yesterday when you longed for heaven. Not that last time you stood by a graveside and and just wished the Lord would come. So it would all be over. But because we're so desperate to see Jesus, Jesus warns us to um, not fall for the people who claim that they already have him or that he's already here. He's here in our way meeting. You just need to come to us. Or he's here in this particular spiritual experience and and people travel across the world to, to get the anointing or the blessing. Or that he has already returned somewhere else in the world. He's just not here. And as I was putting the sermon together, I had this vague memory of some Australian who reckoned that he was Jesus. Born again, reincarnated, however you want to to put it. So I did what I did. I put it into Google. And in the past three years, there have been two different Australians who both claim that they are Jesus. And one of them was on this morning, a few years back. Um, Some of them have, uh, both of them have featured in uh, daily newspapers. But Jesus is saying... Don't fall for it. That's not how Jesus is going to be when he comes back. Jesus says there in verse uh, 23, the end of verse 23, and they, they will say to you, look there or look here. Do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be. In his day. Jesus says. Whenever he does return. You'll know about it. You'll not be able to miss it. It'll be. Like lightning. A few years ago. We were on holiday in France. And we had been in the city of Bordeaux for a day and we were driving down the motorway back towards our friend's house where we were staying and the, 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 the land was very flat and basically it, it just rolled the whole way down to the uh, Atlantic and it was a clear evening and then suddenly this thunderstorm came from nowhere and, and you could see the whole Atlantic coast lit up as the lightning flashed across the sky. You couldn't miss it. You couldn't avoid it. Jesus says that's how his return will be. Everyone will know about it instantly. But in these coming difficult days. The days that we're living in. We're to wait for his return. We'll not miss it. So don't be taken in. By imposters or fakes. So that's the first coming day. These difficult days that we're living in. The next 
coming day that Jesus talks about is there in verse 25. He says uh, this. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. You see, as Jesus speaks in Luke 17, he's speaking about a day that isn't very far away. It would happen fairly soon after he spoke about it. Because Jesus is looking ahead to the cross, which looms on the horizon as he journeys up to Jerusalem. And once again, from what Jesus says here, we see that this wasn't a tragic mistake. That this wasn't an unfortunate series of events. That Jesus knew what was ahead of him. That he was going to this coming day, this Good Friday. And it's only because Jesus went through that day that the final coming day could come the final day the day verse 30 when the son of man is revealed the day when God's kingdom comes fully and finally but also suddenly and unexpectedly and to help us see what that day will be like Jesus points us to two other days recorded in the Old Testament when something sudden happened suddenly if you like look at verse 26 just as it was in the days of Noah so it will be in the days of the son of man they were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage and verse 28 likewise just as it was In the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. The things that the people were doing on those particular days wasn't wrong. In fact, they were decent, good, normal, kind of everyday things that you do. Eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage, buying and selling, planting and building. They were good things. But not the best thing. Not the only thing that could save. Because those days were when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. All the eating and drinking and marrying ordinary decent people. It's when Lot leaves the city that the fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Salvation was available. They just didn't get round to it. Salvation was possible, but only a few took hold of it. Eight in the ark and four in Lot's family. Are you looking to the future and planning for the future but only in this life? While missing out on the real future? As you get on with your eating and drinking and marrying and going to weddings and buying and selling and 
planting and building. You're caught up in everything that's happening. Are you missing the fact that this that this could be the day of the Son of Man? The day of God's coming kingdom, the day of salvation or judgment. This coming day is certain and fixed. We don't know when it will be, but when it happens it will reveal Jesus and will reveal our hearts as well. Remember Jesus is speaking to disciples here. He's not speaking to the crowds. He's speaking to disciples. And here's what he says in verse 31. On that day, let the one who is on the housetop with his goods in the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will keep it. He's saying whenever whenever he comes back, when Jesus comes, don't worry about anything else. To turn back is to show that you actually weren't ready. That you weren't really caring for Christ. That's the example that we heard in our first reading. Which Jesus summarizes in verse 32. Remember Lot's wife. She made it out of the city. She escaped. But then she looked back. Her heart was really still in Sodom. And she became a pillar of salt. To seek to save your life. To try to hide away will bring Lot's. But to lose your life will be to keep it. The coming day, Jesus says, will be sudden. The coming day will reveal our hearts. And the coming day will bring separation. See, it's only those who are ready will be with Jesus. And Jesus gives the picture of two In one bed, a husband and wife, one taken, the other left. Two women working side by side, grinding corn into flour, one taken, one left. You see, it's not enough to be married to a Christian. It's not enough to be close to a Christian. It's not enough to be working beside a Christian. You have to be a Christian. Have that assurance to be ready for that day. The kingdom of God is here. It's in our midst. But it is also still coming. Jesus has endured the cross... So that in these coming days we can look forward to that certain day which is coming. It will be unmissable like lightning flashing across the sky. It will be sudden like Noah's flood or Lot's fire and sulfur. 
It will bring separation as it reveals our hearts. But like Noah's ark and Lot's many exodus, God will bring his people through safely. You can't write it in your diary. Tuesday week, the day of the Son of Man, be ready. But every day, remind yourself, maybe today, maybe today will be the return of the King. The Kingdom come. Fully. Finally and forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your eternal kingdom. We thank you that it came initially with Jesus as he was born, as he invaded this earth, as he came and showed your kingdom of love and grace and forgiveness. We thank you that he endured that coming day as he gave himself up for us all. Father, in These coming days, these days of distress, these days of despair, we pray that you would comfort our our, our hearts with the hope and assurance of that day. Lord, we long to see the day of the Son of Man, that sudden, that wonderful day. By your grace, make us ready to welcome you and be gathered into your eternal kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.